Welcome everybody. My name is Pav Bryan. I'm Performance Director and Co-Founder here at Spokes and you are listening to Bespoke, the cycling and triathlon training podcast. Now I'm delighted to be joined today by a man who uh, has his own um, incredible podcast, uh, one that I think that uh, will be quite new and innovative to our in- endurance athlete listeners. Uh, Mr. Tim Lockamy, who is uh, founder and host uh, at uh, the Path to Contentment podcast. And uh, Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Pat. Thanks for that um, wonderful intro. Well, I, <laughs> I, hope, I it, like- hope it lives up. <laughs> Absolutely. I like I said to you uh, before we before we started uh, recording I've been listening to many of your episodes and uh, they greatly align with uh, how I feel and uh, my belief and outlook on on the on the world and uh, uh, while I uh, I can't imagine that everybody that listens to my podcast has uh, even been introduced to some of the work that you do I think that by the by the time they finish listening to this uh, episode of uh, Bespoke I think they're going to be very curious to to, to learn a little bit more so uh, why don't you start by uh, just introducing yourself um, your background and, and your experience please sure um, my name is Tim Lockamy and I have uh, my podcast but before any of that I was a, a singer a songwriter um, I became a single dad after my divorce and really had some major life changes happen to me personally but through that, I started to really kind of put laser focus into changing my outlook on who I was going to become. I didn't want to settle for that. So the podcast is really kind of, was kind of birthed out of that whole experience over the last you know five years or so. And um, through the podcast and then in my personal life, I've helped thousands of people really kind of challenge their own way of thinking, um, inspired people to make changes in their own life. And um you know, so that's really kind of a, a very small nutshell um, into into my life. Absolutely. Um, and uh, for the listeners, uh, our topic tonight is going to be uh, how comparisons destroy your performance. We're uh, we're actually taking uh, something that uh, uh, Tim does very well. I, 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 Tim, correct me if I'm wrong. I think this was episode or two or three of your podcast that we, we're kind of adjusting to to our to our listeners uh but uh we're, we're going to talk about how uh how what we do as endurance athletes in terms of we look at other people and we compare ourselves to them and it really 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 destroys our performance Tim has got some great, uh, great insights into this. Uh, and what we're going to do is by the end of this uh, podcast, give you an understanding of the difference between healthy and unhealthy comparisons, uh, some techniques to ensure that you uh, promote positive training tactics uh, and that remains uh, mentally healthy. Uh, so, Tim, why don't we jump straight in here and we talk about the difference between healthy and unhealthy comparisons? Sure. Um, I, yeah, you're right, Pav. Uh, episode two was really was about comparisons. And um, I think too often we hear the word comparison and it has a negative connotation already. And um, I, I kind of wanted to pull the curtain back on that. And, and compared, comparisons is not in itself a bad thing. Um, I think when we put our own human emotion and our subjective uh, outlook to it, it can make it negative. But for me, healthy comparison is really something that challenges challenges you to work harder on yourself. Meaning, um, you know, if you have goals and there's people in your life that may um, you may aspire to be 
like them, um, but in a healthy way, you want to challenge yourself to change your goals and what are they doing that I can do to better myself. So that healthy comparison really comes back to looking at yourself. Um, unhealthy comparisons are looking at other people and create things like jealousy, bitterness, and resentment. Um, and that's definitely not healthy at all in, in any aspect of your life. So that's two things that I really, um, that was kind of the scale that I, I put both of them on. I thought, well, what, what does healthy look like? And I used in my podcast episode, I used um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I think that guy is just has a great story from where he came from. And I think how to get in a healthy comparison mindset is he was able to focus in on what his, his gift set was, what he valued, uh, you know, how unique he was in this world. And he was able to put laser focus into it and make himself better. And that way he wasn't looking at anybody else. Now he may have taken some tips from people along the way. And I think that's part of healthy comparisons as well. If you have an athlete, you know, in your, in your world, there's athletes everywhere and some are faster or leaner or, or you, know, you know, whatever um, descriptor you want to use. But to make it a healthy comparison, you go to that person and say, hey, look, you're, you're just really good at this. What are you doing differently than I am? What goals are you setting for yourself? What kind of training regimen are you in? What kind of nutrition plan are you on? You know, those things. So that's how you kind of keep on the healthy side of comparison um, other than, you know, the unhealthy side. Perfect. I think we'll expand on that in a second, but I, I just wanted to kind of weigh in a little bit here and uh, talk about maybe how comparisons can also be almost similar to stress. It's it's something that you're never going to get rid of. Uh, like you're, you're always going to compare yourself to somebody in the same way as you're well, potentially, you're always going to be stressed about a situation. It's just how that you would would deal with that, and then how you come out the other side. Would you Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, and I think, like like you said, comparisons never really go away. I think that's just part of our part of being a human being, right? We yeah. look at the people around us, and um, you know, they say the old saying, "Keeping up with the Joneses." You know, your neighbor has a nicer car than you, or a house is, is bigger, or they have the perfect family life or whatever you see from the outside. Um, and that's just the way, you know, and social media does, I don't think really helps, uh, helps that. I think it kind of encourages negative comparisons, but, um, negative comparisons in a, the, you know, create stresses in your life. I think for me personally, um, you know, I, I deal with very high debilitating anxiety. Now it's not nearly as bad as it used to be, but, um, my anxiety really came from a couple different areas, but one of them was actually looking at other people. You know, I didn't think that I was going to be divorced at 35 years old with two kids. So I look at other families, I look at other, you know, uh, people and say, well, how, how are they doing? I want that life. And it became, it created a lot of anxiety in me. And then in other facets of my life too, is I'm a singer and songwriter. I look at other bands and how did they make it? You know, I don't think their music sounds as good as mine <laughs> or whatever, but it just created a lot of anxiety. And it really just, um, it makes you stop focusing in on what's truly important, which is your goals. And I think if you have goals and you and you value yourself, that's where it kind of removes some of the anxiety. Um, once we start to look at other people, we stop looking at the goal. And that's really, really where you fail. And, and, and then human, the human side element comes in with jealousy and bitterness uh, and anxiety and stresses and stuff like that. That's perfect. Actually, I, I, I can genuinely really relate to that from a from a personal point of view. When I used to race, uh, 
like I was saying to you earlier, I used to I used to time trial. So in, in a typical cycling road race that you would see on uh, like the Tour de France or anything like that, you're not necessarily the strongest rider that wins that. It often might be, and in certain stages it it, it possibly is. Uh, but it, the smartest rider or the the rider with the best team might win. But where I came into cycling, I was a, into time trial. And now this is very solo. Like, uh, of course, if you have a lot of money, you can spend a lot of money on, on equipment, kit, uh, bike fitting, aerodynamic testing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then yes, you you can get ahead of your ahead of your competition, but ultimately you are you are racing against yourself. But you do look at other people, and you're always going to look up, as in who is faster than me, rather than right. who is down. And that creates an incredible amount of anxiety for a long time. That did, and uh, uh, and I remember I used to used to turn up to some races and actually uh, really really loathe that situation where you're kind mm. of uh, uh, struggling to to focus but but being being focused and uh, being sort of uh mindful of the the goal is it is something that actually i found a lot later in my in my sort of athletic career and uh uh it's a very interesting uh interesting thing that i hopefully a lot of our listeners will will take away <laughs> from this um but let's just talk a little bit how do you turn unhealthy comparisons into healthy ones well, it's, it takes practice. <laughs> I mean, I know people don't really, a lot of people don't want to hear that, especially, you know, uh, in real life, they think, well, they want the magic pill and they want it to go easy. But, um, in reality, it takes practice. Um, and I, you know, I actually challenged my listeners when I had the comparison episode because the focus is not on other people. That's where we want to take the focus on looking at others. Um, because once you do that, it becomes unhealthy. When you take the focus and back onto yourself, it becomes healthier because you're challenging yourself. So my goal, what I personally did was every night before I went to bed, I would put a post-it note on my mirror in my bathroom. Cause that's really the first place that you go to every, every day you get up, you know, do your morning routine and the bathroom's typically the first place you go. So I would have a different post-it note every day of some self-affirmation. So um, you know, at the time I was really struggling with comparisons, my focus became more on my story because I didn't think I mattered that much. I didn't think my story was important enough. And the more focus I put on that, the more I realized how unique my story really was. And so every morning or every night I'd put the post-it note on my mirror that said something, you know, kind of a self-affirmation. So my story matters or you're important um, or you're, you know, Tim, you're unique or whatever. I mean, I had hundreds of them and every morning I'd get up because it, I wouldn't remember the night from the night before. That's why I did it the night before. So when I first went in the bathroom, I see this and that's how I started my day every single day. So I kept the focus on me and my goals and my story. And that's how I kind of me personally, how I changed from un- unhealthy comparisons to healthy comparisons because it wasn't, you know, like you said, you're, you're doing a cycling race and your focus has to be on you to f- perform at the highest level. You can't be looking at other, there's no other racers to look at. Now you can look at other t- time trials, you know, I, I understand that. But so anyway, that was how I really overcame. And I don't think, I don't think you ever really completely overcome negative comparisons. I think it's just part of life. But, um, to me, that's how I did it. That's how I, and, and if I ever get in a situation where I'm looking at other people um, or other podcasts or their successes or whatever, I go back to that practice. It's very practical. It's very simple. It's just a post-it note. But 
it made me look at the mirror and think about myself and say, okay, Tim, what are you doing to get your goals done today? Like what is on your calendar to help improve today? And so that, that was my practice. And I think a lot of other people tried it. Um, I got a lot of responses when I, when I did that challenge to the, to my listeners and, um, you know, I thought they had some great successes in it. I really like this, Tim. I've never given my uh, listeners a challenge, and I actually think we could do one here. Um, so, listeners, I think actually what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to take this and we're going to say that let's follow Tim's advice here. We're going to set you a challenge. Uh, we're, we're we're saying that you're never going to get rid of those unhealthy comparisons, but what we can do is we can. Uh, set ourselves our own make sure we we start the day right so let's make sure that for for a week uh, what would you say tim how for a trial we do a trial because nobody likes to commit forever how many days would you say that we do this for and then see at the end of that how they've responded Uh, i think a week is fine i I think that's very healthy yeah and i if it then i've had some people that are still doing it and it's been two two and a half months and they just really enjoy the exercise and it really kind of brings the focus on their value and their uniqueness. And I think, um, you know, but I think a week is a, is a very, is an easy commitment. Exactly. I, I totally agree. Uh, seven days, everybody can do that. And I think that you, what you say is, is great. If, if, if the listeners want to look back, we've got some great podcast episodes on meditation and stuff like that. And I think meditation falls under this category where we talk about uh self-improvement and uh uh not it's not the western norm and i think that Mm -hmm. meditation can be used um uh sort of sporadically and when you're uh, when you're feeling down or when you you're having a hard time and you can meditate and you could do it for a week and you feel a lot better then you can you can put meditation away that that I mean, it doesn't have to be a long time 10 15 minutes you can push that aside now mm-hmm. I, I do it every day or i try to do it every day and i think that that really helps me but this is a, a great great way that i think that we're going to help people so I, i'm going to challenge our listeners right now to 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 get uh, to do a week worth of posting a affirmation a self-affirmation something that's going to make them feel good uh on their bathroom mirror yeah agree with you there i was laughing a little bit when you were talking about the morning ritual yet yeah, nobody does anything other than goes to the bathroom first so we're going to say that imagine listener imagine that you are getting up in the morning what's the first thing that you do what do you see is that do you walk through to a door can you post that post-it note or a little note is there maybe a chalkboard or a whiteboard that you can post there so that as soon as you're walking through to your bathroom to do your business, that you're going to see that and it's going to awaken you. Um, I think that whatever you can think of, this is highly individual. Uh, let's do that. And uh, yeah, definitely. Here's how we're going to measure this. Obviously, let's uh, join our Facebook group. We're Spokes Performance Training Advice Facebook group. We're going to do a little challenge uh, uh, in the week after this gets released about uh, about how people are responding to this. But Tim, let's talk about what we can write on those post-it notes because I'm sure everybody is right now thinking, yep, I can do that. I can either uh, get a chalkboard, I can get a whiteboard, I can get some post-it notes I can display that but what does that look like and can we relate this um, perhaps more athletically than you normally would yeah I think uh, you know it really can be applied to any uh, any person's life whether they're an athlete or they're a CEO of a business but I think at the core of the post-it note challenge that I put out it was really you know, whatever your life is, whatever's in your life is kind of irrelevant. It's really about you. Uh, And so anyway, I'll say this, some of my examples were, um, 
you know, you are centered. I'm not stuck. I can do it. It's okay to feel. For me, I, you know, one of my struggles, if, if anyone ever tuned, you know, any of your listeners tune into my podcast or hear that I had a really hard time um, with some of my emotional output. And it was something that I really struggled with. And I had to put a post-it note on my mirror to say it was okay to have the feelings that I was having. So that was just something, um, you know, my story matters. Um, and I think that could go for anybody. I'm, that's one of the biggest ones for me is everyone's story is important. Uh, and that's what creates uniqueness and value. But, um, you know, as far as in the athletic world, a post-it note, you know, you can put on there if you want to raise your time trial or, you know, or lower it or whatever the, the metrics are that you guys look at. Um, I think that's important. Um, but I think creating value for yourself is where it starts. Um, moreover than, um, uh, any, you know, competition or business or, you know, whatever. I think it's, if you can find value in yourself that you're important and then you can do, you know, do whatever you're setting out to do, that's where it starts. And then everything else just kind of falls into place in my mind. Absolutely. You, you actually, you touch on some really good points here because the majority of our listeners uh, are not professional athletes uh, and they will be, uh, family members they will be uh employees or they will be employers they will they will have many other facets of their life that, that this can work for so uh yeah mm -hmm. so let's add any of tim's suggestions or maybe uh i mean for me some of the uh, affirmations that uh, i've done before is that even something as simple as today I will be a strong and efficient athlete or today I will smash my uh, my training or today I will commit to my training 100% or anything like that. That really worked for me. And uh, mm. and I, I genuinely, genuinely believe this is, uh, is going to be good. I'm, I'm quite excited, Tim. I'm excited to see <laughs> see how our listeners, uh, listeners go for this. Well, good. I'm excited to hear. Um, you know, I'm glad that I could bring a challenge to to your podcast, uh, for your listeners that, you know, that's really what it's all about for me in the, at the core of who I am. I really just want to help people. And, um, you know, my podcast was birthed out of that idea that I was able to change my life literally one day at a time. I, I could, whatever was in front of me, I would try to conquer. It was my anxiety or comparisons or, um, relationships or anything. In fact, I just started a series today about, um, changing your physical health. I lost 60 pounds and kept it off and literally changed the way I look like physically carved out a new, another human out of the one that I was before. And, um, I put together a three part series to do that, but I would never have gotten to that point if I didn't start to value who I was in the first place. And that's really kind of, I believe where it starts is, you know, is, is holding value on yourself and your unique gifts. Cause we're all unique in some way. Um, and that's really kind of the point I try to drive home in every episode, but in life and to anyone I, I come across. Absolutely. And I think that that's great and well done as well. Like uh, on, on your transformation, it's, it's, it's truly inspirational to, to, to hear that. And uh, yeah, I, I've, of course, I know you because we, we spoke before and I, I've seen mm -hmm. the difference and uh, yeah, phenomenal. I mean, you look great now, really, you do look great. And, and obviously you look great because you, you also, you, you, I want to say moonlight as a model. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, I definitely wasn't a model before that, um, right. but, you know, finding value myself and, 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 you know, in conjunction with losing weight changed my perspective on what I could do. And I think that is super important to, to mention, you know, a lot of people just say, well, I'm going to lose weight. Well, that's great. But if you don't value who you are, 
that may not join together and you may not keep it off. And once I started to value who I was as a person and my emotional state, and then I started to lose the weight, um, that's when I started to look at things like modeling and acting and other, you know, adventures that I've gone on in my life. Um, they may not have come to pass if I hadn't find found, you know, my meaning or purpose, or, you know, there's a lot of different ways to throw around this. I talk about purpose a lot in the podcast and I think that's important and it's not something you can just go buy at the store. It's something you have to dig deep and, and find it, you know, and I love that there's a great quote that I use a lot in my personal life by Dr. Jordan Peterson. He says, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who else, who someone else is today. And in relation to healthy comparisons, you know, he talks, I think that's a great quote. That is really a great quote. And I, to be honest, I don't know uh, the listeners really know this about me. Some of them will because they've been um, a, a fan or a friend of mine for a long time. But, but I, I, used, to, I used to be quite, uh, quite on the large side myself. And I, always, I do have a picture on my phone. I've done very well to delete as many or as much evidence, I'll call it, evidence of a previous <laughs> life uh, as possible. But uh, one of the pictures that I keep on my phone is of me as a, a very large, uh, well, larger man um, or holding or eating a, a Burger King, uh, a Whopper mm. or double Whopper. And uh, it really makes me cringe when I bring it out. But it actually, what you're talking about is incredible. Compare yourself, comparing myself to that man. I Honestly, I'm filled with great gratitude and, uh, and I feel great. I do. I really feel great thinking about that. But if I was to, to sit here and I like, uh, I, again, for the listeners that don't know me, ultra endurance athlete that uh, strives to, to do as many stupid multi-day long distances as possible, <laughs> um, they will know that I'm good friends with Mark Beaumont and uh, Sean Conway is another man that I, I quite like. And uh, uh, Sean will be on the podcast soon. But but I actually do when I when I compare myself to them before before I knew Mark and and, and Sean, uh, that can be quite unhealthy because I'm like I listen to their their audio books or read their books and I'm like I'm a little bit jealous and it is quite negative and uh, mm. and I think that it, athletics is actually uh, very much set up to do that and I think we fall into that trap so I think you've you've given us some great advice Tim and I I would love to uh, love to see what the the listeners think of that and of course joining our challenge and uh, uh, before before we give you I'm gonna give you a, a few minutes to talk about your podcast because genuinely I really really do enjoy yours and I think that the listeners the listeners that are who are um, open and buying into this will will also uh, will also get some great value from from listening um, but I've got this is a really hard question I, I've, I've written this one down and I don't know how I would answer it and that's how hard I think that I this question might be but but how how would you as an individual what would your advice be for someone who wants to remain unique but chase competitors. Hmm. Yeah, that's, it's a tough one. Um, Sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. I, I just think, you know, I think it kind of goes back to what we talked about a little bit before. I mean, finding um, the, you know, your uniqueness and it's not easy. I, I kind of throw that term out there. Um, you know, it's kind of flippant to say to find your uniqueness. Not everyone does. In fact, some people live their whole lives and never do. Um, I, you know, I was blessed enough to really dig in and find what gifts I had. Um, and just saying yes to me was a big one. And I, I didn't tell my listeners this, 
Um, but this year, this 20, you know, in, in this year, 2019 year, um, I really made a pact with myself. It wasn't a New Year's resolution, but I made a pact with myself to say yes to me. And what that means is no matter what creative idea or whatever came in front of me, uh, if I felt like I could do it, I was going to chase it down. Um, and I didn't, I, instead of living a life of fear, um, I was going to chase it and I was going to go after it. So the podcast came out of it. I'm actually writing a book. Um, you know, I have other creative ideas that I can't even talk about on the air yet because they're not even, you know, there, but, um, and so I think to the, to the bigger question is once you're willing to own who you are, I don't think that ne- I think negative comparisons start to take a back seat because you're not focused on, uh, you know, you, you're not focused on other people Now you can be competitive because that's the field that you're in. Just like I, same with me, I have some, you know, very, very competitive person, um, but more with myself than against other people, if that makes any sense. Like I, har- I hold myself to a very, very high standard. Other people don't know, but I do. And I kind of can rack my brain sometimes and really drive myself nuts because I expect greatness out of myself. And if I don't meet, meet that, um, you know, I'd have some really low days, but I realized that I had to manage my expectations for myself and for others. So, um, you know, as far as you find your new uniqueness, uh, I think that's, a you know, a pretty manageable task to do. Um, but you can't expect it to be great right out of the gate. It takes a little while to kind of wrap your arms around it and really practice these affirmations every day, you know, your breathing exercises, um, your nutrition. And I think all of that, all of that really does play into the bigger picture of finding contentment. Um, if you're, you know, body, soul, and spirit, I truly believe that there we're divided into three parts. If you're not working on all three, um, then you're really doing yourself a disservice because you get, become unbalanced. And, um, so, um, I don't know if that answered the question or not, but I was just trying to <laughs> get there, get the uniqueness out for you. <laughs> Honestly, mate, I think you've done very well there. I was, uh, that I think that the listeners are going to take that away. There's a lot of things you talked about, about being competitive with yourself that, mm-hmm. We strive to be as cyclists. Uh, one of the things we always talk about is performance increases as a comparison to where we were. And I think that while that is a very important measure, and I think we always uh, we would always look to improve on our. Uh, we have functional threshold power is 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 the most common measure, uh, and we love it when we improve that. The problem is, is that we then log into Facebook, and you mentioned this earlier, is that actually Facebook is is a great communication tool, but it's also very damaging to self-worth in some times because you're not, you're not necessarily seeing the truth there at all. We log in and we see that, oh, great, so somebody's 20, 30, 50% better than me uh, on that. But I think that the listeners are going to take away some really, really good and useful tips, and I'd love to see people... Uh, uh, again, try the challenge out. It's just seven days. You just got to post an affirmation somewhere. You're going to see it first thing in the morning. Listen again to this podcast if you need another idea of uh, what that should look like. Uh, and join our Spokes Performance Training Advice Group on Facebook. And uh, I, I, we, we will talk about this throughout the week leading after the, the release of this podcast to, to make sure that you're not going to post into a, like a a blank environment where nobody has a clue what you're talking about uh, and we'll really drive this and see how you feel because it is 
is it's very it's incredibly incredibly uh intuitive stuff that we're talking about but not everybody uh has been awoken to this uh so i really i'm really grateful tim for you to come on and, and discuss this with me so um let's talk a little bit about your podcast because like i say i'm a big fan uh, i think that there's going to be a lot of people who are listening today uh, right now who are going to want to go ahead and subscribe to yours so uh, a few minutes maybe of just talking about uh, a path to contentment sure absolutely thanks i appreciate you listen um yeah i think the a path to contentment really kind of came from the idea of when i was in my therapist's office one time and he asked me what i wanted and i kind of talk about this in the first episode but he asked me what I wanted in life. And I, you know, kind of went down the laundry list of a couple of things like be a good dad and, you know, be better at my job or whatever. And he said, no, what do you want? And really kind of struck me. And I said, I want to be happy. And he said, happiness is fleeting. Contentment is enduring. And man, it felt like he hit me square in between the eyes with that statement. And that kind of just stuck with me. That really just stuck in my soul. And so the the goal for me changed from finding happiness to finding contentment. And contentment is defined by a state of happiness and satisfaction. So no matter what life brings, I still can have a state of satisfaction, no matter you know if external things are bad or good. There's still like this centeredness. So my goal changed to finding contentment. Um, and with that, I just started to dig in through every aspect of my life that I thought was lacking or that I could change. And um, or that needed to change. And I became very self-aware. And that was kind of a big aha moment for me was becoming self-aware of who I really was and what I was doing on this planet. And from there, I really just started to pull the closet open and pull all the skeletons out, go through my past, find, you know, any resentment or bitterness that I was harboring or, um, any emotional traumas that I had. And so the, the podcast really just kind of talks about a very simple everyday life stuff that, a lot of people just don't talk about. I feel like the, you know, negative comparisons is one. Um, you know, we just talked about gratitude last week, um, and it's easy to kind of kind of throw that gratitude around. So you got to have gratitude, but what does that really mean? You know, and I had to dig in and find out. But anyway, the, the so the Path to Contentment podcast really just kind of takes simple everyday life human things and really kind of breaks it apart. And um, I try to make it relatable and put stories together to make it fun and uh, usually try to give everyone a call to action or a challenge to, to take home to help improve themselves. So I just, I just wanted to challenge everybody, my listeners, to look inside, find out what's holding you back from moving forward in life. And, you know, fear is a part of life, but it doesn't have to control you. So you can, all, you, you can move that fear away um, to pursue what matters most. Fantastic. And, uh, and on that, we will, uh, we will close today because it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, Tim. Oh, pleasure was mine. Thanks, Pop. And uh, for the listeners, yeah, like I say, every episode I always tell you the same thing. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything else. And uh, please do leave us a, a review or a comment or share it with your friends. And, uh, and, and, and honestly, check out Tim's podcast because it really is, it's really good, a real great listen. Uh, so, Tim, again, thank you so much for coming. Listeners, thank you for listening. My name is Pab Bryan. I'm performance director and co-founder here at Spokes. And you have been listening to Be Spoked. 